0: Fan Club of One, don't cut the corners. Welcome to this episode of Game On Girl, where we talk about gender and game culture. I'm your host, Regina McMenemy. And I'm your co host, Rhonda Oglesby. Today, we talk to YouTubers The Black Glove, a.k.a. Aaron, and Falcon1974,
1: a.k.a. Rusty, the hosts of Mandate Monday. And we'll be telling you how we've been geeking out this week in our new segment, Block. <laughs> geeking out. <laughs> We we actually don't have a name for the new segment, so I think our listeners should help us figure out what the name should be. Sure, that's a dark. Sure. Our
0: Week in Geek. Our Week in Geek. (laughs) So stay tuned, and we're glad you're listening to Game on Girl. You might remember a Google Google Hangout and YouTube show that interviewed me and Rhonda a few months ago. We had the privilege of being guests on the Mandate Monday with two fantastic podcasters, Aaron and Rusty. We're beyond excited to have them joining us for the show today. Welcome, guys.
1: Hi. What's up?
0: <laughs> so which one's Aaron and which one's Rusty, just so our listeners know?
2: This is Rusty. And this is Aaron.
0: Right on. We're so glad to have you guys here today. Thank well, you for having us. You. So why don't we start out with, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your gaming history.
2: Uh, who wants to, you want me to start, Aaron? Kick it off. Yeah. All right. Um. Me myself, I I'm I'm one of the older crowd. Um, 38. I've been gaming since I can remember, as far as video games go. I've got also a background in doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. You know, living where I live, Gen Con started in Milwaukee. It's you know right in my backyard where it started. Um. So I've, you know, I've done the tabletop gaming and all that kind of stuff before. But for me, it's video games, D&D, all that kind of stuff. It's It's been going on probably since about 79 or so. So it's <laughs> been a long time going as far as games. I've seen the big transition from, you know, the, the Pong machine that mm-hmm. hooked up to the television all the way up to now, you know, Xbox One and PS4 getting hooked
1: up to your TV. So nice. Yeah, I'm really surprised at how many times Pong gets mentioned on this show.
0: Yeah. It, it Well, it was really, you know, kind of as much as we might make fun of it now, considering the, the sophistication of games now, it really was the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: moving moving a lit up pixel on your screen was a huge thing at the time you know that the, the yep. fact that you could control it that was huge it. people did it for
1: a long time did <laughs> so aaron why don't you give us a little bit about your gaming history
3: all right so i have 12 years less in gaming than rusty but i've been around the block luckily for me moving around and everything i've been able to game on pretty much every console since the original nintendo I got to be a part of the arcade scene, which was really awesome, considering that most are closed now with the exception of like Dave and & Buster's and, you know, family establishments.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure Dave & Buster's counts. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. <laughs> so,
3: Cheese doesn't count either. No. So. Uh-huh. Not Chuck E. Cheese either. <laughs> so lucky for me, I've really been able to experience gaming in a way that most kids can't today.
1: So what did you play in the arcades?
3: Oh, my God. I, I used to be really big in the fighting games.
1: Ooh, I oh, mean, okay. I
3: still am now. I really am. But it was so much better in the arcade you know, playing against actual people and things like that. And the way it worked was you pop in your quarter, and if you were actually good at the game, you'd be on that machine all day.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: those were the days.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was, and it goes it was back always to... one of those, if you won, the guy who wanted to challenge you had to pay. Right. To get exactly. They had to pay to get you off that machine. Oh, yeah.
1: cool. <laughs> nice. And it, I mean, that goes back to what we always say on here about how, how, you know, we're missing gaming together in the same room, how much fun that is.
3: Yeah, online gaming is definitely taken away from being able to game with your friends and in a community atmosphere.
0: Yeah. It, it's ahead. definitely
3: changed it. Yeah.
0: Changed
2: it,
3: definitely.
0: It's
2: changed it. You know, I mean, I, if it weren't for online gaming, I wouldn't have met Aaron. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the way I see it, you know, and... So, you know, Aaron's one of my better friends now. And, you know, he lives all the way in New York. He's, you know, half a country away from me right now. But, you know, he's one of my better friends. And I don't know if uh, if it weren't for that, that I would have met him. I wouldn't have met a lot of interesting people as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree that I I think the online gaming is great because we talk to a lot of families who stay connected with different relatives because of that. But what kind of bugs me is when uh, some of the gaming consoles and the new game developers are just are taking away the multiplayer mode altogether.
2: Yeah, well, or you could say an Xbox's stance they are taking away the single player mode altogether. Now, if you guys have been following any of <laughs> Yeah, it's going on so that's a uh, I, I can definitely say that that's you know there's there definitely are games where they just take away multiplayer and say this is it we're only going to be a single player i mean bioshock is one of those games where there's really not yeah. a lot of multiplayer going on there it's a single player game that's all there is and you can't play it with anybody there's no co-op version to it or anything
0: like that right now right yeah it's not a it's not a multiplayer game it's it's interesting that it it's they're, they're sort of becoming a, a very definitive line between those two, where we have, you know, things that are touted for the multiplayer aspects. Um, and then, like you said, some games where you don't really have the choice anymore to just be a single player game within. I'm, I'm not really sure what that trend says or, or why it's, it's sort of what they're moving toward, but that does definitely seem to be prevalent. Well, Rusty,
1: what are you playing right now?
2: Right now, um, I'm, I'm still doing Call of Duty. Like you guys know, I've got my mm-hmm. uh, my Black Ops two three sixty five series going on, so that's that's still an ongoing thing. You know, I'm posting videos daily on the channel. Um, I'm making my way through Bioshock Infinite slowly but surely, uh, and I've been playing a lot of League of Legends with Aaron right now. So that's really been, yeah, we've been yeah. playing that a
0: lot lately. And when you guys play that, do you play that on on a on a PC or on a console?
2: PC. Easy.
0: Okay. Okay. I thought it was just a PC game. I have it. I just started playing that a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, it's a fun you gotta game. Hit us up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say we have to play. <laughs>
2: it's, it's definitely a fun game right now. It's like I run around my my favorite tune to run around with is Tristana. She's mm-hmm. a tiny little badass with a gun. So it's a <laughs> uh, it's it's quite fun to run around with 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 that tune and just. Have a good time with it. I mean, it's it's a game you can pick up if you've played World of Warcraft or Diablo or anything like that. You get used to it real quick.
1: Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm.
2: it's just. Is that what you were those... telling
1: me about last night, Regina? No, I was telling you about Marvel Heroes last night. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just what about know. you, Aaron? What are you playing right now?
3: Uh, aside from League of Legends, I recently, matter of fact, today, it was this morning, I checked my email and I got a beta invite for Infinite Crisis.
1: Ooh.
3: And oh my God, am I stoked for that!
0: I
1: mean, I'm
3: a a huge comics fan. Most people who've seen my channel will know that. But for anyone listening, I'm a huge comic fan. So, you know, games involving comic characters like Batman, stuff like that. Amazing to me. So Infinite Crisis is a new game coming out developed by Warner Brothers. With all the DC Comics characters, it's going to have a little bit of RTS elements in it, a little bit of MOBA elements in it. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Cool. That sounds. Like I was something. just at Heroes Con last weekend. the comic book convention in Charlotte. Nice. Yep. I know nothing about comic books. <laughs> 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 but I want to. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right.
0: I wouldn't say you know nothing. Maybe no, you're, that's true. you're you're uh, maybe a noob, perhaps.
1: Yeah. A comic I never noob. I never had my own collection. I never followed a particular series or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband's a big DC comic guy but uh yeah i started following a couple of uh stories this year and i'm waiting for a couple more to come out a lot of independence
3: that's cool yeah one of my favorites the walking dead which if you mm. guys are a fan of the tv show or anything that started out pretty much independent
1: mm-hmm. yes
3: and it's become one of the most successful titles out there
1: yeah yeah so yeah. Yeah, I've read all of those. It's on my subscription list at the store.
0: <laughs> I, ha- I have uh, the first two volumes sitting on my desk at this very moment. I haven't read them yet, but I do I do have them. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: You're going to love them. <laughs> yeah, you will. Once you get started, you'll really enjoy that. Yeah. You're not going to be able to stop.
2: <laughs> I've been so out of comics for years. The uh, I have spawned 1 through 30 sitting in a bin not too far away from where I'm sitting right now. And it's, it's sad because I always sit there going, I really wish the movie would have come out now instead of you know 15 years ago when it did because the graphics in that movie would have been mm. so much <laughs> better and they could have told it so much better than yeah. than how they did back then because that was like the start of all the comic book movies mm-hmm. when that was going through.
3: And it's yeah. like, man,
2: I wish they could redo Spawn. They're not well, going they're, to because it's not as big as
3: it was. There's yeah. a bright side. There's been talk about them making a new Spawn film. no. Yeah. See, the whole the whole thing that's going on right now in the in the media, at least, is comics are becoming cool again. Superhero yes. characters are becoming cool, and it's yeah. making a lot of money making films off them. Look at the Avengers and the Dark Knight trilogy.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually um, I, well, if you if you know the the resurgence in the superhero movies started right after um nine eleven, uh, which is not uncommon when there's been a you know sort of major national event that superheroes sort of resurge out of that, especially one that, you know, has sort of um, a terrorism feel to it. Because if yeah. you think about, you know, the origins of Wonder Woman and Superman, they all came out of World War II. So it was this, the same sort of thing happens where we need our heroes to to show us, you know, that life can be good <laughs> after these real-life bad things happen. Yeah, Let me yeah, ask I, you
2: guys, because we're on comics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know what you guys think about uh, the women taking over X-Men. If you guys have read about that at all, where it's uh, it's it's going to be like an all-women X-Men that's coming really? out. Where it's, I didn't it's, hear about, I haven't uh, heard about this. The entire team, all female. <laughs> yeah, the entire team is really? all female. Storm, Rogue, Jubilee, Kitty Pride Rachel Grey, and Psylocke.
0: Really? I had yeah. no idea. Oh. Yeah, so
2: it's out there. It says it released huh. May 29th. So it's they're calling it X-Men number one. Okay. And uh, the school is actually now Jean Gray's school. So it's oh, named okay. after
0: her interesting oh, wow.
1: yeah very interesting
0: gonna have to check that out for sure well i saw a thing the other day that um i think helen Mirren made a statement that the next doctor who wants to be a woman <laughs> that would, that be, would awesome. be
2: interesting
1: when yeah awesome. <laughs> i think it's time i think it's time too <laughs> i mean doctor who has no problem uh pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and and trying things out it's it's time for it to be a woman mm-hmm. That'd be, are you guys
3: sad to see matt smith go
1: no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Quick answer. <laughs> All right. All
1: right. <laughs> Quick and definitive. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, it, it's either it's either Matt or it's the writing. I don't know which, but they, they've kind of made him a little whiny. I think <clears throat> after the first few episodes, uh, it, it takes a few to get used to a new doctor. It's just the yeah. way it is. Um, and I think after a few episodes... I felt like the audience was getting used to the used to him, but they kind of changed him. and he he just seemed disoriented and confused all the time, and just not as in control and uh, happy-go-lucky like David Tennant was. So
3: right, so well, so David Tennant I, uh, was also a uh, he was he was a fan favorite.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. I'll have to throw this out there. I've never seen a single episode of any Doctor Who. <gasps>
0: I'm, I I'm not that much better. I think I've seen five so I'm, I'm not that much better but I have I have sampled several doctors just to see the difference.
1: Aaron, why do we hang out with these people? <laughs>
0: I, I, I can, can also to say rest. I'm gonna have to loan
3: you my Netflix account and let you go ahead and watch through. <laughs> I could also
2: say I've never seen any of the rebooted Battlestar Galactica.
0: <gasps> oh my God, really? <laughs> the
2: originals Now the originals I have seen.
0: I've seen the originals as well. So you get a pass for that. For the yeah. originals, yeah. Yeah, I I've seen those as well, but the the reboot is I'd rank it in my really top good. five top five like favorite series of all time.
1: Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, I watched it through Netflix as well because yeah. I had a friend who recommended it. He said, you know, a Battlestar was great. You should mm-hmm. have seen it. So we went and started. We watched. Through them, and I was really impressed. I I felt like that they did a really really great job, Um, and but it goes to show the the how the minor things can be important. I don't know why, but it just annoyed the hell out of me that they cut the corners off of all their paper. that will never happen yeah, that, that
0: that was the right. design and in, in like everything right wasn't everything yes. cut with the like all the squares designs in the like yes. even like in the show itself like not everything. just the paper but everything had this the corners cut off the square
1: and i could i mean in a lot of design <laughs> issues yeah there's a designer coming out i know this. it's just i'm funny. the fan club of one don't cut the corner <laughs> there's your quote regina i know right <laughs> Well, why don't you guys tell us about your shows
2: mandate Mondays uh, is the show that Aaron and I both run. We've got it every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern 8 central. Uh, we've been doing this since last August. Uh, we started on Sundays and we realized that just wasn't a good day for either of us. Um, due to my travel schedule with children and things like that. And we moved it to Mondays and it got named oddly enough by my fiance. She's like, why don't you just call it mandate Mondays? You keep having this big mandate with (laughs) Aaron every week. So that's, that's where the name came from. The name actually came from her. uh, And we just rolled with it and we've, we've kept it going ever since. And we haven't, we haven't had something not come out since last September. I think it's been, it's been running pretty solid, so yep. nice. for us to for us to go weekly, I mean, there was even a week where I was on vacation and I just had Aaron run it, you know, just let's get it out there and get mm-hmm. it going because we don't want to we want to make sure that our viewers are able to see the content that they want to see and get things going. Right. And mostly we, you know, when it started out, we were talking about Call of Duty. That's Aaron and I both, you know, got started in Call of Duty for our channels, so that's really what it started out as. But then as time went on and we got to know each other it was more about just any games in general and then still right now we'll talk about games we'll talk about movies it's it's about anything it's just it's a giant mandate come on in and have some fun and as you guys know women are allowed in too it's not just a boys only club yeah the more the merrier
1: yeah we, That's a it, it it's is, a great name it is it is
0: i uh, remember when you guys uh, reached out to us and we first int- got introduced to you guys into your show and i'm like Okay, what is this? <laughs> and then I started watching it, and I'm like, you know, this is all right. I like this. I can see that this. <laughs> you could probably work. had
3: no idea what you were getting into. I oh, I didn't.
0: <laughs> I didn't. And but th- but that's half the fun sometimes of of sort of the way the internet internet connections work when you when people find you or when you find other people and you're like, hey, you want to come do this? And they're like, hey, sure. So and I yeah, think
2: it, we got you know we started that off too because we were like we were super small channels, you know, we're, we're looking at it. And I think at the time my channel only had like somewhere between like 300 and 500 subscribers at the time when I was starting things off and just looking for somebody to do, you know, doing a podcast with it. Yeah. And we started things off and I lucked out getting, getting a few really like high end or at least, you know, compared to my channel, high end uh, channels to come on and be guests within the first like three or four weeks of there, you know, um, Vegas, Jamie, one of our, one of our favorites, you know, she's a good friend of ours. She was the first guest we ever had. And I would really say that if it wasn't for her coming on, I don't think we would have ever had anybody come on the podcast. You know, Mm. it would have just been me and Aaron coming through, but people saw what, you know, we were having a good time and talking, even though none of us knew each other at the time, but we all just clicked. And then after that, um, in the Call of Duty scene, there's a guy named Drifter. He does a uh, in-depth series where he talks about everything, everything and anything there is in the game. Whether it's a gun and attachment, uh, one of the perks that makes you run faster or you know shoot straighter, stuff like that. He talks about all that stuff, and he's got a huge following. And he came in on our second episode, and that really <laughs> kicked off a following of. Uh, Of people coming in and watching Mm -hmm. us on a weekly basis. So it's one of the top watched things that I've got on the channel right now every week.
0: That's awesome. Well, what I've noticed with you guys and with some other people that we've had on the show, the YouTube community is very open and very willing and very let's jump in and do this. And, you know, let's just throw it out there. And I I love that, that sense of community that comes from that. I support well, you it, for your show, you support us, you know, it's It's great.
3: really grown over yeah. the uh, the last couple of years. You know, it started out very raw.
0: Mm-hmm. Just people yeah.
3: recording gameplay with, you know, right. cell phone cameras and camcorders and just posting whatever was on their mind. I mean, it used to be, when, in terms of gaming on YouTube, just a couple of people posting some Halo 2 sticky grenade montages, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually people started getting capture cards
0: and, right.
3: you know, expressing their feelings and... and Talking about important topics and and creating that community bonds with viewers and other gamers like themselves,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that's that's kind of how it became what it is today. Now you know, now it's an established thing. You know there are there are networks you can go to and and people that you can actually watch on a daily basis that provide that kind of content. Right. And everybody, you know, everybody's understood that and they're trying to work with each other and. Get to that point,
0: right? Yeah, and and this uh, yeah, being supportive and having that kind of network to work in is fantastic. So you guys are producing. You have individual channels, so you have you know Aaron's channel and Rusty's channel, and you have the mandate channel, and the mandate is once a week. And I know Rusty's producing daily. So so what's the what's it like? I mean, we know what it's like to produce weekly content, and sometimes that can get overwhelming. Um, so. What's daily production like for you? Right.
2: Daily, <laughs>
0: the mandate
2: Mondays—it's something that uh, if you look at the link that you've got in there, it's actually—you know—you can subscribe to mandate Mondays itself, mm-hmm. and what that is is that is a sub channel from mine. So you oh, okay. can do something called a show within. Mm-hmm. Within YouTube. Within so your channel.
0: Even within though. your channel, it's a yeah. show. Okay. So
2: all the videos of Mandate Mondays are actually hosted on my channel, but mm-hmm. they're subcategorized within what's called a show. And so you can subscribe to just that. So you might not like my Call of Duty stuff that I've got out there. You might not like the Minecraft and, you know, League of Legends and things like that. You don't care about the commentary, but you really like the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to just the podcast.
0: And get notified
2: on that. It's a neat little thing they've got on there. Um. So, doing that weekly, like that, that in itself, doing the podcast live, we always do it live, uh, where I've got graphics in there. We actually just recently, a couple weeks ago, we actually have like an intro that rolls. uh, And it's the same thing that we use for an outro at the end. So, there's like, you know, video intro, outro, and stuff like that. Just getting that stuff put together. um, It takes time. So, like a live show for a podcast, it, you know, we do it for an hour, but I'm getting ready an hour beforehand, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure technically everything is set up. The hangout is working. My internet's working. People aren't clogging up the pipes here. Um, and then afterwards there's a bunch of stuff I have to do too, because then I have to take that, wait for YouTube to process it, put it, put it out into my channel. Now it's not a live show. Now it's an actual video
0: and then I can take
2: it and put it into the show. So people who are subscribed get it in case they didn't watch live and stuff like that. But daily, um, daily stuff, can be a grind but you get used to it really quick Mm. um i've been doing it since november now on a daily basis Mm -hmm. so when you go through and you get this stuff recorded i'll go through and i'll play i'll play call of duty for a couple hours you know um i like to play just for myself and not record anything. But when I'm on a roll, I can record anything I want at any time. Um, thanks to the advancements in technology that Elgato has done, where you might have this awesome gameplay and you didn't, you weren't recording it, but you can rewind. It's got a built in DVR. You can rewind and hit <laughs> oh, the record wow. button. And yeah. then it, it's called ghost recording. <laughs> oh, so fantastic. you can go back and ghost record what you had, which is really nice to do. So if I'm on a roll, I'll record like five or six games ready to go and I'll just have them sitting on a hard drive so that I don't have to worry about, you know, oh, my God, I've got to go back and get a gameplay. now. Right. right now I'm in the oh, my God, i got to get a gameplay mode uh, <laughs> because I've had a lot of stuff going on in the last week. So like on a daily basis, I'm running in doing like a five minute game. Was that good enough? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and there's there's this whole stigma. And Aaron knows about this, too, and he can definitely attest to this, that if it's not an awesome gameplay, you don't put it up
0: right yeah. yeah
2: you know and i i buck that trend i say you know what i had a fun time right. in this game i might not have won i might not have come in first place but me personally you know like my team if it's a team based game my team didn't win but i had a great game mm-hmm. you know i might have had a great you know kill to death ratio in this game but the rest of my team kind of stunk it up but i did my i did what i could in this game and so i'm going to post it
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't
2: mind. And there's a lot of people that they look at me weird for doing it and they comment on it and they say, you know, why would you post something like that? And I just say, because I had fun doing it.
0: Well, I can really appreciate that because I, I think that that whole idea that you should only show you being fantastic is kind of bogus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not
0: everybody has that great day.
2: <laughs> there is, it's true. There is, it's true. no matter who you are somebody will one up you at some point in time while yeah. you're playing an online game, whether it's yep. due to lag or a cat scratching you on the back while you're sitting on the floor playing or something will happen where you're just going to have a bad game, you know, and you yeah. can't get away from it. So why not show that you're human as well?
0: Right, exactly. And and I yep. think that makes it just that much more interesting, too.
1: Well, the the vlogs that Felicia Day does with her brother where they play old video games they're hysterical <laughs> and terrible, they're yeah. they're really terrible yeah at playing the game yeah. but they're they're a riot
0: yeah so they did a video I was actually thinking about that I was thinking about Firefall I don't know if either one of you have heard about Firefall no um but it's a it's a free-to-play um uh, first-person shooter MMO um, and it, it, it's been in beta. I think it's coming out of beta. I think they might have had the last closed beta weekend was this last weekend. But um, it's re- it's a really interesting setup, just the game itself. And it's, you know, it's a PC game, but they had Felicia and uh, Will Wheaton play it together in like one week when they were promoting it on Twitch. And neither one of them had ever played the game before. And everybody's like in the comment section going, oh, you guys suck, you guys suck. And I'm like, dude, you suck the first time you play a game too. You know, <laughs> cut people some slack. <laughs> But what's interesting about Firefall, when you talk about um, the evolution of uh, game recording and how, you know, at first it was just people using their cell phones, Firefall has a whole um, uh, production setup in, installed in the game. Built in? Built in built-in wow. camera views, built-in, you know, stop and and pause and replay. So as as a viewer, if you're watching a PV, you can go in and watch a PVP match and you can move cameras as you're watching. But as a broadcaster, you can do the same thing. So you can you can move the cameras and you can change things and as you're recording, you can pause and you can, you know, do all this stuff as as you're gaming. And I they showed us that when I was at PAX and I was like, "Wow, this is this really shows that the idea of people recording their gameplay has become sort of a, a major thing for even the game companies to start considering, you know, integrating it into the systems.
3: Definitely, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's become a huge trend. And uh, live streaming is also a big trend as well. Yeah, That's something we've noticed, especially with the last version of Call of Duty and, and, and this version, this version that we currently have out right now, Black Ops 2, is just an example. They incorporated live streaming into the programming, not when the game launched, but later down the line because they realized how popular it was. So Mm -hmm. I think we're gonna see that in many games. And as we know with the new consoles now, uh, if you follow E3 at all, PlayStation and the Xbox will have live streaming built in to their consoles, one with Twitch and one with Ustream. So sharing your Mm -hmm. gameplay it's it's becoming a norm for the companies who design the software and the hardware uh, the hardware now
0: It's really interesting cuz you know I would never have thought and I, and I watch I watch people's gameplay you know I, I watch videos of people playing games but I never would have thought like 5 years ago there's going to be this huge thing where on YouTube people are posting videos of how they play video games I would not have believed that and it's kind of <laughs> awesome yeah, <it's, laughs> I don't
2: think any of us could too. have predicted it Yeah the, um, there's a few that did and they are you know, millions upon millions of subscribers, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Now. You've got guys like PewDiePie, over 8 million subscribers yeah. on his channel. You know, he saw it coming and he went for it. You yeah. know, it's, it amazes me that, you know, these guys are out there and they know it and they market it like crazy too.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I think it's fascinating because I'm not the least bit interested in watching somebody else play. <laughs> and I'm wondering if... That somehow falls in your um, gamer types in some way. Yeah because i it, to me it doesn't mean anything if it's not me doing the acting i right. mean besides that i'll rather watch a tv show right the the self the self gamer the, yeah. the idea of a self gamer
0: yeah yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised actually if the majority of people who are interested in watching video gameplay are mastery types who are looking to improve their skills by watching how other people play um, that's one of the, that's how I found Nanania, who was on um, the show and has, I don't know, over a million subscribers now on her YouTube channel. Um, that's how I found her cause she did tutorials for Orcs Must Die and it was watching those tutorials to kind of help me through some of the sections. I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And this is great. And listening to her talk, I'm like, Oh, maybe she'd come on the show. And then she's like, sure, I'd love to. I, well,
2: I could definitely see that where, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are the mastery types, they want to they, they want to watch the videos to find out how other people play that to maybe counter, you know, if this is a really good player, well, this is what he does. And if right. I ever come across him, this is, or this tactic, this is what I can do to counter it and stuff like that. Right. I, I, I'm probably more of the kind of person and I've, I've stated this before on my channel and i I caught a little bit of flack for it, but I think people understand it. I don't watch a lot of videos on YouTube. I make a lot of content, but I don't, watch a lot of it like there's there's a set handful of people that i will watch you know aaron's one of them Mm -hmm. and then there's there's like a set group of people that i watch because they have what i deem to be great quality videos so i want to watch them to see what they're doing to help make my videos better quality Mm. in the future so for me it's more on the content creation um Definitely side of things, you know, so I, I watch that kind of stuff, but I never watch someone myself to
3: be a better player.
0: Right.
2: I, I don't do that because I'm OK with the way I am.
0: Right. Right.
3: Yes. Yeah. See, I have to agree with what Rusty's saying in that when it comes to me playing a game, I like to play it for my own enjoyment. And a part of learning different things in the game is exploring. Now, I do watch a handful of gamers not so much to actually learn elements of the game and and have tips and tricks or anything like that, but more for the entertainment value. and basically, to compare to my own content that I create, you know, is this person doing this? is it is it working for them? Is it working for me, what I'm doing? things like that.
1: So is game watching then just cyclical? <laughs> I'm wondering who your audiences that the audiences are.
3: Oh. Th- well- it, it, it depends on the content creator, really. Uh, it, it, it really depends, you know, the, the games you post or what type of content you create. It, it determines what type of audience you really have.
0: Which community you end up fitting into. Exactly. Yeah, so you guys are fitting into the sort of Call of Duty. There's already an established community there of people who do this, and you guys are fitting into that.
2: Exactly. Established community. Of, there's, while there are a lot of YouTubers out there that do Call of Duty, there is a vast number larger of people who are just watching the content Hmm. out there and by and by and far, most of the people who are watching the content, and I'm not sure how, uh, how Aaron's analytics line up as well, but most of the people watching the content are under 18.
0: Oh, interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah. Huh.
2: So I, I'm looking at just, you know, the, the chart of people that watch my content and over 20% are under 17 or Mm. under 18 on, on my demographics, Mm. the next, the next closest demo is like 35 to 44 on there. And then it moves back to 18 to 24 and then 25 to 34 is the next demo that they give you Mm. as far as the people that are watching and with, with call of duty, especially you're going to get at least 90% men
1: watching mm, yeah. your stuff
2: so yeah. you know 90 percent of your 13 to 17 you know year olds are gonna definitely be boys watching this war game you know shoot them up kind of stuff right and it, it there's so many different ways you can go with with the content for call of duty uh you know i like to do commentaries i like to do funny skits i like to do crazy editing i like to like showcase some of my own music that i write on mm-hmm. there as well where i'll just do like you know a gameplay montage with my music in the background stuff like that so i'm, I'm all over the place it's right. hit this on how i how i'm doing things but gotta figure out how to fit 365 days in somehow so you gotta mix it up <laughs>
1: <laughs> that definitely sounds a lot more interesting yeah where it's not just a totally all about the gameplay yeah
0: well i'm subscribed yeah. to both your channels and so i've, I've seen them and I, I i will admit that i'm not um a religious watcher, but I will, you know. Oh, what's Rusty up to? What's Aaron up to? Let's go see what what they're playing or what their most recent videos are. And I'm always laughing, you know, watching you guys <laughs> awesome. and en- enjoying your gameplay. And I don't play Call of Duty, so I don't I don't know the game necessarily. But but you know the dynamics of gaming, and I know the dynamics of first person shooters. So, you know, yeah. I, I can catch enough of what's going on game wise. But it's always fun. And when you know somebody and when you've interacted with them, then it's even more fun to watch their YouTube videos because you're like, oh yeah. Definitely. chat with that person. Yeah, when I,
3: when I make a commentary, I try to talk to my subscribers and viewers as if they're friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, people I can
3: have a conversation with. Yeah. It, it kind of helps them to connect with me more and want to view my stuff more as
0: well exactly because then you you become like you said or like rusty said more human by just you just playing i just play i play you know sometimes it's good sometimes it's not it is what it is and you know that's fantastic so run point
2: shoot hopefully before the other person (laughs)
3: that's
2: that's that's how i've summed up uh first person shooters that's that's all it is run forward really fast point your gun pull the trigger and hopefully you did it before the other guy did (laughs) you did it man We've Although sometimes about- sometimes with Black Ops 2, that doesn't matter. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with Black Ops 2, the new one.
2: Yeah, they've, the, there's there's all sorts of fun things with online games where, you know, the the online lag is in there. And so they have a thing in the game called lag compensation built Uh-oh. into the game. So I could be pointing at Aaron and I could pull the trigger first and have a gun that fires more bullets at a faster rate than he does. But because he has a worse connection than I do to this, to my Xbox or whichever one is the host out of all of them, mm-hmm. he could fire his gun after me, put out maybe half as many bullets and still kill me. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. weird things happen. You get shot yeah. around corners, all sorts. Like, it's the Matrix. Through walls, yeah. You are in, you are in <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> That's
3: all it is.
0: Yep, and well, people buy it
1: every year. Corners, yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: That's, it. well, that's another story.
1: <laughs> well, we mentioned about recording gameplay, and this is something that it, it, it interests me because simply I don't know how to do it, but recording video, especially gameplay, um, Aaron, you mentioned something about a capture card, and um, Rusty, you mentioned something about Elgato. Yeah. Could you explain right now about how you've, record your gameplay.
2: Aaron yeah, it's,
3: it's become a lot easier over the years. You know, like I said, people used to use whatever they had around. They could film their screens. You know, some people would hook up their VCR to their TVs and stuff like that. But now there are companies out there that make products called capture cards. And what they do is they connect between your television set and your gaming device. And there are also programs out for PC that can just screen capture. Mm-hmm. Basically what it is is you run this program while you're playing and it takes... The, the video from your TV screen, it has it on your computer and it can capture it while you're playing. You can capture audio. Some devices like the Elgato allow you to capture live audio so you can have your audio while you're playing. And now it's, it's not even that expensive to do this anymore. It's become an easier process for everybody. So all you have to do is buy this piece of equipment or this program on your computer. Right. And you'll be able to capture what you're playing while you're playing, add your audio. Most of them come with editing software. So you can edit the, pro- the the videos, and you can do all kinds of really cool things with it.
0: Yeah, and some of it is some of the at least some of the PC software. Because I know if you do Twitch, um, some of that PC software I don't even think you have to pay for some of it. You just free. Yeah, yeah it's there's... totally free. free. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's a lot of really good open source stuff out there that mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for, and it just works.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Which is. The beauty of the internet, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't need to record my gameplay. I've got... <laughs> if some of my relatives were to, to hear my colorful language, it would, <laughs> it would not bode well with me. Thousands oh.
2: upon thousands of views, I'm telling you. Yes. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> I would be in so much trouble. <laughs> but my, my husband's side of the family has uh, more than their share of preachers, so... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd get in trouble. <laughs>
0: interesting. After PAX, I can say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you
0: guys play any games where you, um, where you create an avatar where that's part of the process?
2: You know what? Um, you could do that in Borderlands.
0: Yes, yes, you could.
2: So I did that in Borderlands. I, you know, I made my person purple hair and pink skin as much as I could because I just wanted to be weird. Um, but. Other than that, I don't think I've done that in a while. In games, you really you don't see it a whole lot. I know um, Black Ops from two years ago. You could customize your person with mm-hmm. like face paint and stuff like that. Right. But that was that was about as far as you got in right. that game. Um, you can do more than that. Yeah, it's there was there was some stuff going on there, but now it's like you can't do a whole lot in the games. They really. They just wanted to make it about the gameplay instead of what it really looks like. And they bombed on both. Um, <laughs> so it, it's been a while since I've really played one where they let you customize what you're doing. Other than like, if you're playing an Xbox game, you have your own avatar. Right. Your you Xbox can make, avatar, And then yeah. like, you know, so whatever you make your Xbox avatar look like, it would look like in the game, like playing Doritos crash course or something like that. You know, my guys in his, in his uh, suit and tie running around through a, through a obstacle course and stuff like that. So, that's <laughs> yeah. for me. That's about it.
3: For me, I think the two MMOs that I played over the last year, DC Universe Online and Star Trek Online, those you have fully customizable options. You know, aside from picking a race, you have the options to customize every other aspect pretty right. much. Right, so.
0: face and hair. So, tell us about your process as you as you like created those a character or pick one character and tell, tell us about your choices? I
3: think in all honesty it depends on my daily mood when I'm picking that character you know mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm in a very jovial mood I'm gonna pick something funny you know a, mm-hmm. a character that when you look at you're just gonna want to laugh and sometimes I'm thinking more realistic you know I want to pick, make this person look like myself right so it really depends on my my emotional mood
0: for the day. Hmm hey Rhonda you've said something similar to that before.
1: Yeah I'll the in borderlands because you can change the skins right if if i had a really rotten day and i wanted to go home specifically so i could virtually shoot things <laughs> i'd put on a more badass outfit all black or something like that there you go <laughs> and uh it just you know that ninja kind of look and it, yeah i would change the skins based on my mood Mm-hmm.
2: sounds like me with world of warcraft when i played i uh I, I played all female characters, actually interesting um, and there was like I had my first my first tune I ever made uh, was a Toran, and I think that one was female as well. I'm pretty sure, but I would run around as nothing but female avatars and there, I just did that from the start, and the reason that I ended up doing it was well, they're smaller and they're harder to hit right. Um, But then along with that, you know, you start finding out because this was before voice chat and all this stuff got put into the game. People didn't know who you were and they would see a female character and immediately they think you're not good.
0: Oh, really? And then I'd
2: stomp them. And then I'd just stomp all over (laughs) them, you know, and. They're like, oh, my God, I just got beat by a girl and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> I'm like, no, you didn't. You know, just stop assuming what's going on. You know, right. it's, it's a game. I got to choose. I made a choice.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's almost always it's, it's fascinating because everybody knows the statistics are The number of uh, players, at least at that time, vanilla WoW, you know, early on, uh, there's a lot more women who play it now. But at that time, there was like, I don't know, a very small percentage of women who are gaming huge numbers of female avatars. Nobody ever seemed to make the connection of, oh, this isn't a girl I'm actually playing with. Everybody just jumped to that conclusion that the gender would, you know, match the gamer. So did you find he had any other... Early catfishing. Yes, exactly. Did you have any other bonuses that you saw, like being a female avatar? Because I had several instances of people running up and randomly giving me money.
2: Yes, people yeah. helping you on quests.
0: Yes, things helping like you that, on quests. that always yeah.
2: help. Hey, I need to run. I need to run into uh, into Scarlet Keep. Can you help me with that, please? Oh yeah, sure. Let's go.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: a lot easier than if you're just some guy out there running around and and doing that. Yeah, you see people get turned down left and right, but a female avatar, and if you if you pretended that you were actually that person, and you were especially on the role playing servers, mm-hmm. holy cow! If you were if you were into it, people believed it.
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> oh,
1: good for them.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys have been following E three for the past few days.
3: Oh yeah, yep.
1: Well, what about the um? We, Regina and I talked about this yesterday. It was a fun show, <laughs> and um, <laughs>
0: that means that we were fighting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't understand what she meant
1: <laughs> we did have, fun. We did have fun. <laughs> um we were curious what uh you guys heard about the the little uh sexist debacle at the Microsoft thing.
2: I didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about that
1: really oh, man, really? oh. Okay, Regina, you, you tell them what, it, what was what was going
0: on. Well, they had a a game producer. It was a, f- a fighting game, and I don't have my notes up, and I don't have the article up, so I can't pull it up to remember what game it was. But they had a producer of the game, male producer of a game, and a female community manager uh, go head to head in a fighting game um, during the conference. Oh, the oh I'm conference. reading it.
2: I'm, leading, I'm reading it right now.
0: Yeah. And um, and so they started kind of this banter and he made these comments that were, you know, inappropriate and disrespectful of her. And it was clear, clear from the gameplay that she had never played the game before and she didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know how to play it. And he just he just destroyed her on you know on stage in front of, you know, everybody's watching E3 or at least everybody game involved. He
1: was the producer of the game.
0: Yes.
2: Aaron, it was the guy who made Killer Instinct. Oh God. So it's the guy who made KI. Mm-hmm. The the woman said, I can't even block correctly and you're too fast, and he replied with just let it happen. It will be over soon.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh my god.
0: It was bad. Yeah.
2: That's bad. And of course. You know, 90% of the people that are there at E3 are probably mostly male. Mm-hmm. They're probably under the age of 28, and they were all laughing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The audience reaction was, was yeah. laughter. And, um, and of course, a big uproar exploded on the Internet about it, which I'm sure
1: Rusty is seeing right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching the video because no. I won't be able to hear you guys. Well, then, but, uh,
1: yeah. What I'm curious about, since you guys play online a lot, I, how much trash talking and how bad does the trash talking get uh, between guys?
3: It gets very bad.
2: It gets really bad. It gets worse when there's a woman in the it,
3: room. It can get yeah,
1: it's it gets when incredibly there's a woman
3: sexual. Room. It could be incredibly racial. It could it could be really bad. And
2: it's But that's even, worse.
1: even if a woman's not involved.
2: If if a woman's not involved, it can get pretty bad. Um and it's it's really weird to see that, you know, um you've And it's it's bad to say it like this, but you can see it in the younger generations more than the older generations. Like you hear kids Mm -hmm. doing it, you know, just talking.
0: Yeah, it's really despicable. A lot of
2: kids talking trash back and forth to each other. And, you know, not only that, or like they might have a friend over at the same time and then both of them are talking trash. It's it's really weird. So, like, I don't get it. I don't get the whole talking trash kind of thing back and forth. I I will admit I've lost my cool on Xbox Live before.
3: <laughs> um, I'm not
2: going to say I haven't. Aaron's heard it. I've um, been there. Yeah, he's been there. And when it happens, I have to get offline real quick. I'm like, I'm done. This isn't me. I need to go away for a while and stop playing games. People are making me mad doing the thing I love to do. So
0: you I cannot do it. Yeah. You know,
2: you need to not do it for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, but it's it's always worse to me when it's a kid doing it. And then, you know, like we said, when, when a woman gets into the room, then it starts getting sexual and then it's really bad. And you got the guys who just won't leave her alone.
1: Yeah. Well, can, yeah. can you guys theorize at all? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a situation, even when a woman is not there, about is it just because that guys think that this is the way guys act? Or do you think that these these kids actually are being taught, you know, misogynist ideals?
3: I think it's because they're not being taught respect for other individuals and they're not being supervised. You know, the parents think they can just leave them in front of a console where they play with adults and other people of varying ages and they don't supervise that, these kids then learn for themselves, oh, it's okay to act this way, I hear a right. bunch of people doing it all the time.
0: Everybody's you know? doing this, So, I can, and if they're yeah. at that impressionable age where they're just learning sort of social graces and what they should be doing, and oh, everybody's talking like this, and this is what happens when a woman starts playing, everybody does this. And See, ha- yeah.
3: when, I, when I was a kid, and you go to the arcade, if you're playing, say, a fighting game or any type of competitive game where you play with somebody else, if you said this to a person an actual physical confrontation could happen right yeah say these things to people
0: right right but
3: these kids don't have that type of that type of supervision they don't have that type of yeah uh, self-control either because there's no repercussions for what they do right. they could say whatever they want and the worst you can do is file a complaint with say Microsoft or Sony or Whatever right. company, but it, it doesn't do anything right They'll still be playing games and they'll still be talking that way to people.
0: Yeah, it doesn't give them a mark I, I guess I think I think Xbox tracks now how many marks people have or something to that effect. there's some yep. there's some tracking system on Xbox now, but it still doesn't address the the base problem, which is that you know this has become part of the culture.
2: Right. Exactly. And it, it's really, it really, it comes down to parenting and stuff mm. like that. I mean, my kids, my my son is 14, my daughter's 12. And when they're home, I will let them play on the Xbox, but I will not let them play online. Hmm. I don't let them play any game online. They can play offline. Like, they ask, can we play Call of Duty? And the only thing I'll say is, yes, but I'm setting up the game so that you're playing against, you know, you know, artificial intelligent bots and yeah. you're not hearing anybody. You're, right. you're never going to hear the other people on the other side of the world or, you know, there might be down the street swearing at you because – Honestly, I don't think that my fourteen year old and twelve year old should be hearing that.
0: Right. Or learning that those are acceptable ways to talk to people.
2: Exactly. Especially when next thing you know, they're gonna hear that it might be some eight-year-old kid doing it too. You know, well that kid's doing it. Why can't I?
0: Right, exactly. They're like, Oh,
1: look, this is okay. Yep. (sighs) Well and uh, and I'm I'm not being um, I don't want this to come off sounding judgy or anything. I'm just curious. If you're ever in that kind of situation where a a woman is being given a hard time, have you ever heard anybody try to come to her defense and what kind of situation that turns into?
2: I've done it. I've come to defense and and told people to knock it
1: off. And what happens?
2: They usually say it's not that big of a deal. Right, why it's do, just why words. you why you it's just, yeah. you know, we're just having some fun. Right. All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, so knock it off. She's here exogenous. to she's here to play a game and we're here to play a game too. She doesn't need
3: to hear that kind of
0: crap. Have you done so, that too, Aaron? Yeah, same yeah.
3: situation. I mean, we, we play with, you know, other females and we have female relatives. We came from a woman, you know, so we understand how you should treat people and you shouldn't treat people bad no matter what gender.
1: Right.
0: Well, we respect you guys for saying that
1: (laughs) it's, it's very, it's very valuable information. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's extremely revealing to me because I, I just was completely thrown yesterday. um, Especially when I was looking at the tweets that Anita Sarkeesian was getting and I couldn't understand why that level of degrading attitude was still around it makes sense now it, it makes sense because mmo is so prevalent i mean right. online gaming is what that age group is growing up with right right yeah they're they're growing up constantly connected mm. Yeah. Oh, man
0: mm-hmm.
2: the lady that you talked about just now with the with all the tweets and stuff like that is that the lady that put out the stuff talking about how not a single game at E3 that was shown had a female protagonist, and then she just got slammed
0: hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anita Sarkeesian, she does the Feminist Frequency and Tropes versus Women in Video Games series. I
2: saw that. I saw that, and I was just disgusted.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely despicable. I was reading them last night, and we talked about them on the show we recorded yesterday, and, you know, stupid shut up. This isn't an issue. Women shouldn't be in video games. It's like... What? Really? <laughs>
1: it's... Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. I just. <sighs> That type of stuff just scares me. I mean, it's just a scary attitude to have. Yeah. It's like, where does it go from there? You know? Right. Exactly. What's the
0: What's the further outcome of this going to be? If you If if we start treating people online like this, like you know, Aaron said, it's not like when you're playing in person and you start mouthing off to somebody and you could actually get into a physical, you know, fight with someone. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn how to be
1: respectful without the threat of physical violence. This shouldn't be hard.
3: <laughs> it really shouldn't.
1: Well, ha- what um, really uh, good things have you heard coming out of E3 that you're looking forward to? Things that you were uh, anxious to hear about or it just thought, like the number one thing or something that's like, oh, yeah.
2: Oh, new consoles for me. I think that that's awesome. The, across the,
1: the board, yeah.
2: Across the board. The war is on again. Yeah. It's on and like there are people who are just flaming mad over microsoft trying to go trying to go digital only and making it so that when you buy a game it's your game um you, you know that you can't sell it that kind of thing or if you do sell it you know there's going to be a cost of buying that used game you know I, I got into a discussion earlier today with someone about it um offline twitter through direct messages thank god um because there's, there's people who have been talking to me on Twitter through just you know mentioning me and they think that I'm crazy for buying a system that doesn't allow you to share a game that always has to be connected online and things like that. But for me, it makes sense. It's a system that makes sense in my household. I can understand why a PlayStation makes sense in someone else's household and I can mm-hmm. understand why the Wii U works in other people's houses. You know, I'm I'm not stupid to think that there's a system built for everybody and to pigeonhole and say you shouldn't buy this because they're not letting you do something and they're going to spy on you with their Connect camera and stuff like that. I think is, you know, wrong. I'm the consumer. I can buy what I want. Um, but I'm happy about the war being out there again. I think it's kind of nice. I've, you know, I've seen the Sega and Nintendo war. I've seen the Sony and Nintendo war. You know, all the way up through now, it's now it's Microsoft and,
0: and Sony. Sony. So yeah,
2: because you know Nintendo's out there. They've got their group of core fans, but most people who own a Nintendo product own either a Sony product or a Microsoft product as well. Yes. You know, it's
1: it's like the add on as well. Yeah. What so, about you, Aaron?
3: Uh yeah I actually posted a video today about the console war. It's funny it's funny you brought that up because oh to sum up my video basically I'm saying that as a consumer we shouldn't have an allegiance to a brand name, right? but more so the actual product and the performance. You know, be mindful of what you spend your money on because in all honesty, this is a spectacle. It's put on to generate excitement. Right. And that's what they want. They want you to be excited and they want these fans to say, well, we want Microsoft, we want Sony. They want mm-hmm. you to fight over it and say which is better because it's going to boost sales for both of them, you know. But just be mindful of where you spend your money and everything like that. For me, the excitement out of E3 comes from the actual games. Yep. You know, I've seen some really great trailers, and I the one I have to name the most right now is Metal Gear Solid Five. Amazing.
0: Yeah, I've, hear, I've seen a lot of people talking about that. I haven't watched the video yet, though, but I heard good things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it should be about the games. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's big on the consoles right now. But, um, but it really should be about what's what's going to be offered. I really like what you said, Aaron, too, about paying more attention to what it's offering you rather than being a Sony person or an Xbox person or getting yourself kind of aligned in a specific way. So it took me forever to buy an Xbox, but it was forever for me yeah, to buy. Yeah, that's,
3: that's one of the things I yeah. mentioned in my video was I didn't buy my Xbox on launch day.
0: No. I don't I think I've,
3: You know, now that I nope. think about it, I don't think I've ever bought any console I've ever had. On the day it launched.
0: No, I haven't Not either. one
3: console I've ever owned did I buy yeah. on launch day.
0: Yeah. This
2: will this will be the first time for me.
0: Interesting. And what is it that's making you buy it now on launch day?
2: Um, The fact that I have a YouTube channel that, oh. you know, it's a tax write-off.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've, got,
0: I've got,
2: <laughs> got that going for me. Uh, so i I mean i've got that i want to keep up to date with what's going on because as as things grow um i i've seen a crazy amount of growth uh since starting my channel just over a year ago and i want to keep it going you know i i like this as a hobby i'm not going to i'm not going to say that you know i'm going to be i'm not going to be one of those guys where i'm you know making money you know hand over fist and you know doing nothing but youtube all day for my uh for my job um because i like the job that i have too but it's a great hobby and i love it i love you know going and playing video games and then coming back over to my computer and doing something creative with it right whether it's whether it's talking or doing full-on video production and stuff like that i i have fun with it and i think that's for me it's that whole you know I'm very much a left-brain person. I'm very much a creative person. Or is it right-brain that does that? I can't remember. I'm a left-handed person. That's why I'm thinking. No, yeah. it's the right-brain. It's right brain. It's creative yeah. Side. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm very much that way. You know, I, I love music and I love video games and I like to be creative with it. So for me, it's like taking all the stuff I love and I put mm-hmm. it in a line. So, I mean, that's the reason I'm getting it so I can keep moving forward and just be on top of it. That's all I've got for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got to wait five months now. Yeah, so it's, I just gotta sit and wait.
0: Yeah, <laughs> now it's hurry up and wait. <laughs> it
2: is. It, it's funny too because none of the pre-orders that are out there right now, um, none of them are pickup in store. Huh. So even if you do it with GameStop or if you do it with, uh, you know, Amazon, yeah. of course it's gonna get delivered to your house. But all of the GameStop pre-orders are all online only, and they are all must be delivered to your house.
0: Interesting. I, I'm I'm assuming that's to cut down on the number of people sort of surging into. Oh yeah. Spaces, yeah. you know, lines it, it and all can that be stuff. Pretty chaotic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Midnight releases for Call of Duty are crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I hate to be the bad guy, but uh, yeah, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're running uh, 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 the, the length of our show here, but yeah. uh, we'll have to have you guys on again because it's it, it's this the time a great conversation. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, so thanks so, for coming. Yeah, thanks to Rusty and Aaron. Well, thanks, thanks for, for having us. 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 Cool, Well, um, we love to hear our comments and definitely encourage our, our listeners to go out and uh, watch Mandate Monday and watch the gameplay by Rusty and Aaron. Yeah! <laughs> To game on, girl, and we're going to talk about how we've been geeking out this week. Um, Regina, what have you been reading this
0: week? Well, I just finished *The Holder's Dominion* by Janice Davis, which you might remember from one of our recent episodes. We interviewed her. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's yeah. right, yeah. You know, I, knew to, I knew I recognized that. Time. I know that name. Why do I know that name? <laughs> yes, we talked to her a couple episodes ago. So it's a it's a book about um, essentially about a, a female. Protagonist who you know becomes a gamer uh, in college and uh, joins an MMO and then um, sort of becomes part of an elite group of competitors uh, for that MMO and uh, and it was really fun. It's a really interesting kind of. It, it was left very open ended. I won't say what, yeah, but it's left very open ended. So it's one of those. Oh man,
1: when am I gonna get the next one? So Janice, <laughs> if you're
0: listening, get on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I started the Dean Kuntz series that um, he's writing on Frankenstein. He, uh, again, my friend, I I I probably should just um, say Ray recommends. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's the one that always tells me about (laughs) the great book. Um, The first one in the series is Frankenstein, Prodigal Son, And I've just gotten it started. And it's been a while since I've started a book that's had me just right off the bat. Hmm. Um, I like the writing style. I easily just kind of just slid right into the story. And it is extremely unique. And I had never read the original Frankenstein. So I went out specifically and I did that first. I I wanted uh, a good contact. Yeah. Yeah and i was really really glad i did mm-hmm. it, um it was a wonderful story it
0: is it wonderful. is great writing very you know approachable even you know now it's over you know well over 100 years old now
1: yes it yeah and y- you can tell just a little that it is mm-hmm. and but besides that it's so provocative mm-hmm. um and i as far as reimagining a story, I wasn't quite sure. I always had my doubts about that. There was... Um, the, I don't know whether you ever saw the movie with Antonio Banderas, uh, The 13th Warrior. I think um, I have. It was, it was based off of a book written by... Uh, who's the Jurassic Park guy? I think that's who it is. They have Whoever, no uh I can't remember. I uh, feel so embarrassed. Anyway, <laughs> th- he was challenged uh, to rewrite the story of Beowulf. Oh, okay. And he did that, and (laughs) then it got picked up and made into a movie, The 13th Warrior. Okay. Um, I thought that the rewrite of the story was, uh, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It felt a little, it felt a little pretentious. The movie's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie did a much better job. So anyway, <laughs> I, I moved into with trepidation with uh, a retelling of a Frankenstein story, and that's right. what this is. It's not the retelling of the Frankenstein story; um, it's a right. reimagining. And right. I, I love what he's done so far. Cool. Uh, well, that's cool. It's very, very interesting. Yeah,
0: I like when they I like when they take sort of traditional or well-known stories and and put a new spin on them, because um, you know there's the Frankenstein episode of uh, X Files. Uh, the Postmodern Prometheus is a retelling of Frankenstein, X-Files yes. style. Buffy had an X-Files episode. I actually wanted to do a whole uh, class at some point on, you know, the different uh, iterations of Frankenstein, the story of Frankenstein that sort of came out <laughs> in, in yeah. popular culture. Because there's lots of stories that call back to the tradition of Frankenstein, but don't, you know, aren't sort of reimagining of Frankenstein necessarily. So, yeah, would be fun. It's a good story. So well, what, are you, what are you watching?
1: Well, we're still between seasons. Yes.
0: It's going to be a long summer. So,
1: yeah. So um, I resorted to uh, DVD movies, which I really, because of the uh, time constraints, mm-hmm. I tend to wa- I like to watch, you know, 30-minute episodes. And yeah. that's probably the reason why I like TV so much. Yeah, But on the weekends, I've been... Um, putting in the movies because that's what I've had available. Um, I watched robot and Frank and I don't know whether it's an independent film or not. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if it was um, very good film. Um, but I recommend it's a sad film. Oh, wow. okay. Which caught me by surprise. I was not expecting that. I thought it was a, a kind of a light comedy mm-hmm. and it was, it was, it was really cute and it was very well done, but it is definitely a human story. Cool. And that's not what I was expecting. Right. Um, I watched the Silver Lining playbook because of um, all the buzz it got. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's not that I, I was underwhelmed. It was extremely well done and especially extremely well acted. But from, I don't know, uh, the, the first five minutes, I could tell the entire plot.
0: Oh, yeah, that's disappointing. And it's really uh, hard sometimes when a movie has had a lot of hype. To, to ever live up to it. I love watching movies I haven't heard anything about. Like going to the movie theater and just picking mm-hmm. something I don't know anything about. Because I'm either... I can be completely surprised about it. As opposed yeah. to like having a really high expectation for something and then having it disappoint me.
1: The only good thing about watching it is I had no idea what it was about. Mm, interesting. I had no clue.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all I had heard is that it was just really, really great. And it, it was... I have to say it was very well acted and it was um, very well filmed. The sim- cinematography was great. The costuming and, and sets were great. Mm-hmm. But I, I figured this entire story out. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly unique to right, me. Right. Um The only other one I want to mention because I am a huge Die Hard and Bruce Willis fan, I rented over the weekend uh, a good day to Die Hard, and it was not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very bad day. Uh, And, you know, I had high expectations for uh, Silver Lining's playbook. I practically had none for the Die Hard movie. (laughs) And I was still crushed completely by this movie. It's just, it's devastating. It's completely devastating.
0: Well, I'm sorry about
1: that. Anyway. (laughs) So are you playing anything new? Uh, I got a new
0: new mobile game that... um, Mm -hmm. That I've been playing um, from PopCap. It's called Solitaire Blitz. Oh. Um, and- <laughs> It is really fun. It's really fun. Uh, It's a minute long, and you, you know, the faster you clear your cards, the more power-ups you get, the more, you know, points you can score. Um, You can buy bonuses with, you know, the coins that you gather through the game, etc., etc. So it's, it's, and there's, you know, a few people on Facebook who are on it, and um, I haven't quite mastered it yet, but I'm creeping up there a little bit here and there, so... It's, it's uh, the, fun. Those blitz games have got your competitor on. Man. They seriously do. Like I, uh, I'm still waiting from PAX LA, PAX Prime last year when I was at the Big Fish booth and they showed me Fairway Blitz, which is their Fairway Solitaire one minute game. And I'm 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 still waiting for that one to come mm-hmm. out. Like I have been like unbated breath, and I've actually talked to people at Big Fish, and I'm like, dude, where's my game? And they're like, oh, we're still trying to get it past, you know, um, Apple to get it on the, the iOS. So, oh. we'll, you know, we'll let you know when it gets out. I'm like, damn, I need to play that one because that was really fun. Um, yeah, I just I love I love the, I love the one minute game format just in general because it's a really quick fix for me in between. You know, I'll play around after I've graded a couple of papers or I'm doing other things or I'm doing discussion boards as I, I'm teaching online, you know, so I can I can throw one in and then you know get a little gaming fix and then go back to working so
1: that's really cool
0: yeah yeah yeah, So, but it's pretty fun. You might you might want to check it out. But I think you need to start playing Gems with Friends with me. Gems with Friends? Yes, you need to start playing that now, with is me. Now, this, is this anything like Bejeweled? It's a little like Bejeweled, but it's a different mechanic. Um, you have gems that are numbered one through nine, and you put three ones together, and they make a two. And so you're working to get, like, chains together of, you know, you put, like, a two in place, and you get threes and fours and fives all to come together to make a six, Uh uh-huh um and it's really it's a you know it's two minutes it's a two-minute game um but you can get special tiles you can buy special tiles that will like freeze the clock and give you extra time to play or (laughs) bonus stars so you you get more points per play and hearts that you know give you more points as well and um that is that's i think you would i think I think you'd like the design because it's pretty, and I think I think you would like the game itself a little bit too. I'm gonna download it after we get off here. Okay, cool. <laughs> you can find me Doc Liz Two <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will do it immediately. Well, it's funny you, t- you mentioned a, a, a one-minute game because mm-hmm. that's kind of the suggestion I was going to make. I, I I mentioned previously that I've been playing Plants vs. Zombies again, yeah, yeah. and I noticed it takes me about 15 minutes to play a round. Right, right. Uh, it's a but bit another game I used to do that with um, on the console is Stardust. Oh, and yeah. I think I mentioned it a long time ago. I but you did, yeah. I, I think because the game isn't saved, you don't – level up and your your progress isn't saved it's an arcade game oh mm -hmm. so once your lives are all gone the game's over right right and so all you're maintaining is your high score the original permadeath yes Mm -hmm. and so i think it's that that much easier to go in and just knock around for a while and and play a few rounds because it's it's The controls are so incredibly easy, Mm. Uh, very minimalistic. There's basically you get through the entire game if you wanted to with only two controls. Right. And that really makes it easy to learn and go in there and just shoot up a few asteroids and have a good time and and it's over with. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun.
0: Sounds like awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys, let us know what you've been doing to geek out this week. Watching, reading, playing, or et cetera. And (laughs) (laughs) I guess that was dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, the et cetera might
0: bring uh, Uh, unwanted. Well, just just hearing from
1: you, no matter what you want to tell us. (laughs) You've been listening to Game On Girl. You can find all our social media connections on our website at gameongirl.com. I'm the co-host, Rhonda Oglesby. You can follow me on Twitter at Row Room. That's R H O, R H O O M. You can email. Rhonda at GameOnGirl.com.
0: And I'm your host, Regina McMenemy, or Doc Liz, with two Zs, as I'm known on Twitter and Steam, and Gems with Friends, if anybody wants to play that with me. (laughs) Thanks to Aaron and Rusty for coming on the show today. Such a delight to have them come and chat with us. I think that um, it was a really great interview on some really great topics, and honestly, I have to applaud them for being the kind of male gamers who are playing Call of Duty and are not putting up with the crap... Uh, you know, the vocal abuse crap, and we'll call people out for for that because, mm-hmm. oh, you guys just make my heart sing that there are people who do that. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah, a lot of times uh, the guys' voices uh, carry more weight than ours, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's true.
0: They, you know, I'll just, you know, shut up and take it kind of idea for, for girls who complain about it. Are you being too sensitive? So it's really nice when men step up and say, you know, this behavior needs to go away. And truly, if we are to actually change that kind of behavior and get it out of gaming culture, it needs to be everybody saying that. Yeah. Here here. <laughs> Game on girl is available on iTunes, Xbox Live Music and Stitcher Streaming. These links along with references made in the show can be found on our website gameongirl.com. This podcast is edited by Ryan Broom at Desert Tree Media, and the theme song Good Day by Triple Fox is used under Creative Commons attribution license. Until next time, thanks for listening, and if you hear somebody harassing someone online, give them a piece of your mind.